Welcome to this week's Spin Foil Theory. We're about to take a dive into another mystery from the lore of Destiny the Games. Specifically, we'll be giving high-level scrutiny to popular, emerging, and outlying theories than judging them. If you have any questions or theories of your own, write to us at spinfoiltheory at gmail.com or visit us over at spinfoiltheory.com. And now, let's put on our spin foil hats and get a little crazy. Here comes this week's show. Flickeroonies. Recording. Yes. Hope so. At... At a paltry 45. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm going to test out. I'm going to test out the other one, uh, too. Like, maybe maybe it'll be more awesome. Uh, I mean, you guys always sound great. So I'm willing. I Like, I'm already leaning that way. So, hype. Learn something every day. Um, welcome to the Spinfoil Theory Podcast, everyone. This is your host, Taylor B. Um, alongside me, as always, is Lady Lucita. How are you doing this week, Lucy? Doing pretty good, pretty good. Uh, just vibing, I guess. Next week is uh, Thanksgiving, and I head back home to my family back in Washington. I head back there uh, this weekend for the week. Hmm. That'll be fun. Go back yeah. and see your famo. It'll be nice. My brother, my little brother misses yeah. me, so. Aw, yeah, that'll be good. And then with us, we have a very special guest uh, this week, guys. We have Orchid, Hello. mother of otters. Hello. <laughs> nice to meet you. Uh, oh, wait, I'm not meeting you. I've known you for a long time. Hello. <laughs> Hello. Always, always glad to uh, to do a uh, a recording um, with you. This is uh, a special episode, guys. Today we are going to be talking about Mass Effect. <gasps> mm-hmm. It's my favorite. Mm-hmm. 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 It has a very, very special <laughs> place. Uh, I, I think a lot of people's hearts, but especially especially mine. I know, I know, I know. It's it's Orchid's favorite, and Lizzie, you you have you have quite the uh, quite the fondness of it too, yeah. Yeah, I've played through it exactly once when I was in high I school. I think, yeah, yeah, when I was in high school. No, when I was in college. It's a lie. They mixed, they blur together for me because it felt they all feel the same. It was school. School is school. <laughs> But yeah, I played through it I exactly once, that. and I didn't play through any of the DLCs, so I suck. I just, oh no! Okay. I just had the base games. I didn't have any of the DLCs. I didn't have anything, so I'm just like, mm. I have the legendary edition. I haven't started it because for some reason, when I started it, it like messed up my PC. So I'm scared to start it again because I don't want to mess up my PC again. Like it changed all these like settings and turned on HDR and all this other weird stuff. So I'm like, and also it crashed. As soon as I launched it on my PC, so I'm having cy- I was having Cyberpunk War flashbacks, so I haven't touched it since. <laughs> okay, okay, um, yeah, crashing crashing can definitely be a concern when when booting up anything. <laughs> I can I can see I can understand your hesitance, but you got to give it a shot. The the DLCs are amazing, uh, especially especially when you get to. Uh, I heard the shadow. Yeah, I know. I heard the Citadel one. Shadow Broker. Shadow Broker is really good, and I heard um, uh, the Citadel one is really good. Mm-hmm. 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 Can confirm. Can confirm. So, I'm I'm gonna start with some 
with some kind of basics. Uh, favorite, favorite companion, favorite, mm. favorite crewmate. That's hard. That's hard. Um, um, you guys go first. You guys go first. You guys are much more knowledgeable okay. about all of this. I'm, I'm kind of the orchid. Oh, um, it really okay. So if it's gameplay, I probably always took either Garrus with me. Um, because he's in all three games. Mm-hmm. Uh, so probably Garrus or I took Liara with me in the first or the third game because her skill set did not really cross over with mine. Uh, and because biotics were super trash in the first game. And so I never really mm. played biotics. So I always played an infiltrator in the first game because I wanted a sniper rifle even though the sniper rifle in the first game was not good because the reticle is all over the place because they're like, oh, the gun is really heavy, so your arms are just made of spaghetti. And so it just kind of went all over the place and swayed just like you were a drunken child on a boat. (laughs) That's how it played. So... Unfortunately. So I always took Garrus with me or Liara, I guess, are my answers. But in the second game, it was like I had to have my green husband, Thane, with me all the time. Ooh, Thane is a good one. I love Thane so much. That gravelly voice. That's just it's like his voice is like gravel chocolate. I love it. I I can't. It reminds me of it. And and I and I and I don't and I mean this. It's so funny. Like it is a very pleasing voice. As as an allergy sufferer, I was really feeling for him because like I'm just imagining the itch that must exist in the back of his throat. Right. It's causing that sort of like I'm just like oh my my dude no, why can't we get you space suit effect? <laughs> just <laughs> oh my yeah. Just dry it up. I know. <laughs> Gosh, uh-huh. what about you? Um, for me, my favorite uh, was probably I really liked I really liked uh, in the first game uh, Garrus as far as like who who you take run around with uh, as well. He just really useful and um, what's the word here? Really useful and. He didn't annoy me with some of his commentary. Some of the future, the future crew, uh, kind of got on my nerves, like Morden, and I was just like, "Morden, you're funny in like small bits. I need you like in these cutscenes, but I'm gonna go, <laughs> I'm going out with the with these other guys." But that, that's Mass Effect Two. In in Mass Effect One, um, definitely a tie between Garrus, uh, just for his versatility, but I also just love running around with Rex. I love it, Rex. It, yeah, something something about him just uh, really, really him and Grunt kind of both have this quality. But something about about the whole uh, the whole like sort of Krogan uh, like Klingon esque like honor system like built for battle like like honor and just like pure joy and like smash and bash. Mm-hmm. Is really is really some of the best the best ones in the first one. I I I ended up taking Liara around because my build for her like biotics do suck, but all I would have her do is like lift people. Oh yeah, and like maybe like throw them too, but like that mostly just like just get them in the air because now they're not shooting at me. That's true, and I can shoot them. 
Um, and then she was also my uh, my romance in the fr- in in that one. So uh, it was it was kind of an easy easy pick for me to just have her and Rex kind of like running around everywhere uh, for the most part. Um, what about you, Lucy? You guys have like oh i'm using it because of these abilities and the builds and me i just picked the people who i thought were cool i would always have um uh i'm totally blanking on her name it's the Corian, not the Corian. yeah the Corian. oh tally tally yeah i would always have tally and then i would have um my love interest i, I ran with Caden, uh, except for mass effect 2 because well I hate Mass Effect 2. I just hate it. <gasps> I hate Mass Effect 2. Oh, no. I hate it. I hate it so much. Because, why? so here's, let me explain what, let me explain what, let me explain why. So I went through it, and I got to the part where you end up on the collector ship, and everyone got turned to uh, spaghetti, not spaghetti, I guess blenderified. Oh, no. Hamburger? A- hamburger, blenderified, whatever. <laughs> yeah. That part, and then I read online that you could save them. So I immediately, and I went back as far as I could, which basically was restarting the game. So I did the game twice in a row, and I hated it. Because I had to do it twice in a row. And I 100%ed it, because I needed to have 100% in everything. So I really don't like that game, only because I did it twice in a row, back to back. 100%ing it. Getting I've everybody's loyalty. That's the thing, like, with these kind of games, I mean, like, with story games, I, for me personally, I can really only do them, like, once because then i'm like well i did it i mean yeah i guess i could do different choices but the first time i did it i did like the choices that i would make and i don't know i just it just seems i guess i'm different than you guys you guys are probably like oh i've played it like 15 billion times no me i've only done it once (laughs) i mean i want it seriously like my problem is like the person who i wanted to romance isn't a romance option for female shepherd it makes me mad. I wanted to be able to romance Tally, and you can't, and I'm mad. Mm. And the best part is those kind of voice lines are actually in Mass Effect Three. It's just they didn't, they weren't like toggled. So, yay, Bioware. But that's besides the point. I don't mean to like hate on your guys' fa- like your a guys ga- a game that you guys like. It's just for me personally, I can only do. You're not hating on it. No, I'm not, I just, I feel bad because you guys are like, oh, I've played it many times. Me, I've played it exactly once and I haven't played it since. I've I've actually only played um, the trilogy all the way through with all the DLC twice. Mm. See, that's um, more than me. I haven't even played through with the DLC. I played, I played the first game several times. Um, I played the second one at just those two times. I didn't, uh, or that's not true. I played it a third time. With uh, friends, and then the third one's the one I only played on on those on those uh, two like run throughs. Cool. Um, but cool. Uh, I I just fell into it, especially all the little uh, the little like bits and pieces uh, things you can scan or like pick yeah. up and read. Yeah, no, definitely. It's, yeah, I definitely really just, liked just the definitely universe fell into it. and everything. I thought it was really interesting. It's just I don't know, cause. Like I kind of said earlier, I just, like, I did the choices that, like, I thought were best. And then after that, I'm like, well, I mean, I guess I could, like, 
role play and make like an evil shepherd, but I I can't be mean to people. I'm a really nice person. I say that. But like I just don't like being mean to people and I just like nope, I can't do it. So this is the one playthrough I've done on I mean, I'm gonna probably do another playthrough on PC with mods added because there's so many that you can add that like fix things and other things. So I might do another playthrough, like, after the December dump of video games and cry. You should do it. You should do it. I think, I think especially... I'm just so busy because Destiny and Warframe and Star Wars games are too many things, man. Too many things. Don't have any time. That's my problem. (laughs) It's not, it's not going anywhere. It's no pressure. Yeah. But, um... True. You know, True. it's it's always it's always it'll just it'll be ready when you are. True. You got me there. You got me there. <laughs> oh. Um <clears throat> But yeah, Tally Tally is one of my favorites as well. Uh um especially the story between them, uh her people and the Geth. Oh yeah, no, I thought mm. that was always interesting. The creator, super emotional. Has a soul. Oh, I and love like, Legion so much. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I always felt bad. Yeah, he was. Mm, I at the end, well. He ends up sacrificing himself, and then if you just side with the with the Geth at the end, Tally's just like, "All right, I'm gonna jump off this cliff," and I was like, "Oh!" I watched a video of it because I I could never do that. Because <laughs> like Tally's like my favorite companion. I'm like she can't die, but she can die. But I'm like, well, I'm protecting, protect Tally Squad. That's me. <laughs> just well, you gotta you gotta play again then, just to just to make sure she sees it to the end. Yeah, I guess that's fair. <laughs> she, she makes it. Maybe I'll the I'll have to look and see if there's because there's because one of the reasons why I was waiting is because a lot of the like mods were being brought over from the regular Mass Effect to the Legendary Edition. So I'm kind of slowly waiting and maybe watching to see if there's a uh, Tally Female Shepherd Romance option because that would be nice. I only went with Caden because I was like, oh, he's kind of cute. You know, he's cool, whatever. He's cool. God, he's got the personality of wet toilet paper, though. Yeah. Yeah. I I super mm. hate Caden. Like, Oof. he's trash. <laughs> Sorry, Dude, I do not like him. I kill him every single time I can. <laughs> Just Damn, like, goodbye. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> I like him more than Ashley. Ashley's a butthead. Like, dude, can I? Like, is it space racist or wet toilet paper? I'm like, I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna keep the space racist, man. Like, <laughs> let me keep this space racist around. At least she's interested. She's redeemable. <laughs> like, there's nothing redeemable about Caden. Like, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, on my most recent, on my original one, on my original, uh playthrough a few years ago, a couple, three years ago, uh, where, like, I did, like, everything, all the DLC, all that stuff um, for the first time. I, I, just, like, when I played through the first time, I was like, oh, space race, it's, like, easy decision. See ya. No, you better guard that bomb. 
Mm-hmm. We're gonna go. We're gonna go. No, no, you just you do do your duty. We're gonna, we're gonna go over here. Um, and this most recent time, I left Caden, and from what I had remembered, especially in Mass Effect Three, of like Caden's dialogue, and like they, they try so hard to make him a little more interesting. Like when when the uh, when the OG crew kind of comes back in your life and I'm just like yeah I don't care mm-hmm. why yeah. would I Jack is a way more interesting biotic kid oh, <laughs> like, yeah. Jack we... is so cool <laughs> yeah absolutely she's one of the she is one of the better stories um, especially with uh, you know the uh, elusive man and uh, that organization Cerberus Cerberus yeah sorry I was my head was focused on the symbol that little uh oh sort of a hexagon thing um so yeah especially uh the sort of reveal of what all like Cerberus is about because like when you first meet them in Mass Effect one they like ooh this is really bad but then you go into Mass Effect two and you meet the uh like the different the different servers crew members like Jacob especially being like no I wouldn't do that like that sounds fucked up <laughs> like and, and and all that you start to be like oh well maybe maybe some maybe most of Cerberus this this part of Cerberus is good and then I just I really liked how three just goes right back into it and just like no they're very very bad you were tricked <laughs> uh, into into thinking anything otherwise but with Jack especially that sort of first reveal of how like hard it could be and the experiments they were willing to do on children and then her like going forward to being like an alliance like mentor and teacher at at like a high school Mm-hmm. yeah was was one of the one of the more fun arcs for me just seeing uh it, it come full circle her getting to uh, kind of like grow up past her uh her rage a little bit But, uh, hmm. Okay. So we mentioned, we mentioned, uh, we know how, we know how you feel about, uh, about Caden. Who's your, is, is he your least favorite character? Uh, no, Jacob would be my least favorite character. Ooh, why Jacob? Because he sucks even more than Caden. (laughs) If there's a character that could suck even more than Caden, it's Jacob. They're like, we don't have a character that sucks even more than, like, Caden does in Mass Effect 2. So we're going to make Jacob. And Jacob is the worst. He's like, hey, do you want to look at my muscles? Hey, thanks. Okay. Yeah. Like, I'm so awesome. Look at me. Hey. I'm so troubled by my daddy (laughs) issues. Like, my daddy issues are so bad. I just need to put my daddy issues away. Can we go to this planet? I'm going to talk about my dad for a while. Yeah. God, my dad bothers me so much. God. What do you mean? Why is my shirt off? God, yeah, I know. Like, God, I'm so ripped. God, like, God, Cerberus bothers me so much. God, I'm gonna talk about my dad some more. God, my dad. Oh, God, you, you mean nothing to me, Dad. God. So, oh, I'm, I'm so good at tech. All of a sudden, put me in the put me in the tubes. No problem, dude. You go do that. Oh, you're you're dead now. Oh, oh no. no, no. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, no. Oh, this isn't a perfect run through because you're dead. Oh. <laughs> oh, oops. Because you know what's super trash about it is that Shep. If you 
decide to date him. Shepard's only in jail for six months. Instead of waiting it out like every other person does, he cheats on Shepard. What? Goes, yeah, he cheats on Shepard, goes and gets another woman pregnant. Good job. And then you find, yeah, Jacob does. And then you find out when you go rescue a bunch of Cerberus agents at another Cerberus place, like in the middle of Mass Effect 3, that he's been cheating on her. And he's like, oh, yeah, I didn't want to tell you this, but. Wow. Hey, I've been like with this woman. She's pregnant. Lol. Finger guns. What? And I'm like, bro. Like, we were together. Fuck you. Like, what is wrong with you? I should have left you in those pipes. My man. So, no, I don't like Jacob. Jeez. He sucks. Yeah. I didn't know that was a thing. So, yeah. I guess he's the worst character. Jesus. Yeah. Fuck. Jacob is trash. Mm -hmm. All my homies hate Jacob. Yeah. So, yeah. I would never pour one out for Jacob after he dies. In fact, I would I would drink all of it. If Jacob died, oh well. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> Sip. <laughs> what about you? Me? Are oh, you asking me or yeah. Taylor? Yeah. Oh, my least favorite Mass Effect mm-hmm. character? Oh, I feel like if I say this, there's going to be pitchforks. Lots oh, of no, pitchforks. Go ahead. I don't like Garrus. You're fine. You don't like Garrus? Why don't you like no. Garrus? I just thought he was... Everyone, like, overhypes him. Like, oh, Garrus is so cool. Garrus is so cool. I just thought he was space cop, electric boogaloo. Kind of boring. I don't know. I mean, that's fair. He does get, like, pretty overhyped. Yeah, like, everyone's like, oh, him and Femship are the only pairing. And I'm like, okay, cool, thanks. Like... Okay. So I just get kind of annoyed that Garrus kind of got shoved down my throat even before I played it. Because mm. I played it really late. Like, oh. Really, really late. So, like, by then, all of my friends gotcha. and everyone was like, oh, Garrus is like the coolest. And I was like, I don't see the hype, but okay, sure. Maybe it gets better. No. I don't know. And then with Liara, Liara, I know I'm, I'm, I'm just making everybody mad. I just, <laughs> Liara gets the most screen time and especially at the very, very, very end, right before the final fight, even if you don't have a romance with Liara, you and her kind of have a moment and it's kind of weird if you're not romanced with her. Like it was weird. But like I said, this is with me vaguely remembering everything when I played it like three it's okay four years ago so yeah it's okay the impression stuck with you so yeah i guess that's really what i meant is like the impression i thought rex was cool rex was cool i liked him him and grunt were cool i'm like they're my battle buddies they're gamers nah but you get the gist but yeah oh man yeah so yeah i'm 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 basically making everybody hate me because i know liara and garris and tally those are like the main three and i'm like no nah, i don't care for half of them i i gotta tell you any any reasonable person who hates you for saying like yeah i don't really find his thing interesting 
and he was kind of memed all over the place to where I was kind of off put going in. Like, that's that's a reasonable, you're not even, like, shitting on the character. You're just yeah, like, no, yeah, it's no just thanks. like, everyone was like, Garrus, Garrus, Garrus. And I'm like, okay, he's, he's, he's all right, I guess. I mean, he's kind, he's, he's kind of like a, a cool guy, I guess. But, like, don't see all the hype. But I just, uh, he was overhyped for me. But we'll see it. when I play through it again. At some point, maybe, maybe my opinion will change. Who knows? My, uh, for me, I kind of, hmm. I, so in, in Mass Effect 2, I, I really didn't care for Miranda very much. And I, I, you know, I just, I just thought her whole, the way the way they wrote her a lot of the time, she's just like, you think it's easy being genetically hotter and smarter than everyone? so hard (laughs) yeah i remember i remember miranda she was also kind of meh yeah i always thought that was kind of bullshit i was like wow imagine being perfect so hard don't you your butt's so nice wow yeah imagine how hard that is it's so hard what are you gonna do (laughs) <laughs> it's nothing. I mean, I guess we're just gonna have to wear tight outfits and oh, no. what are you gonna do, do karate. Oh shit! In high heels because oh, no. genetics. <laughs> like, even my accent was engineered to be sexy. Oh god! <laughs> yeah, accent though. I know. Yeah, that's what's funny. Oh. So I used to be. I used to be pretty annoyed by that, but then. By the time I got to Mass Effect 3, I gotta say, and this might be an unpopular one too, Joker. Joker is the most... Dude, he went from hating machines to fucking the computer. Yes, literally. Literally. (laughs) Kind of funny. Like, and I never really appreciated it. And, like, maybe it's just because it's a disease that in real life, like, you don't really... Don't, doesn't really like not a lot of like life beyond infancy right uh but his whole thing about oh yeah let's pick on the dude with you know like hollow bones or whatever like i'm just like the whole time i was like dude shut the fuck up <laughs> we all get it you have you have very soft bones <laughs> like i got it the first time no one else on this entire ship these these past two normandies has ever said anything but you about the bones. <laughs> like, he's gotta have was, a thing, though. Who is still giving you shit? Yeah, he's gotta have a thing. The thing is, <laughs> the thing is his real soft bones. <laughs> his real spaghetti bones. <laughs> the way Shepard holds the freaking sniper rifle in Mass Effect when he thinks she has the spaghetti bones, but... <laughs> It can nope. really bond over that, but <laughs> watch me hold this rifle. You think you think you're alone? <laughs> God, we're the same, you and me. We got something in common. You guys are hilarious. <laughs> I'm just it's just the whole time, like every other even Edie. Like the whole the like at least like the first most of most of the games, I would I would say most of the two games she's in, 
He's just kind of like, yeah, I'm not sure. Hmm. And then, and then, you know, after after Mass Effect Two, I, I guess he becomes a better character. And then she's like, yeah, no, he's really into this body. I was like, yeah, that's not superficial at all. The fact that he's only nice to you now that you have this actually superficial body. <laughs> yeah, no, I. It's it's funny and all its right things, but like especially if if you're trying to hundred percent and you do like all the talking to him and all that stuff, I'm just like, oh, dude, Seth Green, man, yeah. you were uh, you were trying your best with this bones thing. <laughs> All his bones. <laughs> All of them. I have broken every bone at least All once. All of the bones. <laughs> like, like, I, I want to say, I want to say when, when he's escaping the Normandy, he hurts himself. He's like, oh, now I have to limp the rest of the time. Oh, my God. My bones. My shit bones. <laughs> it's, yeah, no, it's... <laughs> That that was probably because because as a, as a as as a male ship, I you know I did not <laughs> I did not know that about Jacob, or I didn't I didn't have to I didn't have to um, I I didn't see that in in my playthroughs, uh, so that's that's a strong contender now, but yeah, everyone else I felt like had some kind of like thing that just was a little more than that one dimension. <laughs> Oh, exactly. Yeah. Even if I didn't like him very much. Ugh. So yeah, that's the that's probably my least favorite. Mm. Okay. Okay. This one might be a little more for Orchid. because mm. uh, she's played through all of them with the DLC. Favorite vehicle. <gasps> oh, um oh the Mako. Mako or OG? OG Mako. Yeah, the one that drives right, like a refrigerator on roller skates. Mm-hmm. 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 Easily, <laughs> easily the Mako, and not the redone Legendary Edition Mako, the original Mako. <laughs> original Mako. I need to make that very clear. I I always wanted to, you know, maybe someone's done it online, but I always wanted to try driving with the OG specs with like a gaming wheel. Oh, to see like how much I would have to turn it, like how ridiculous it was. Oh, it I was just like so good. That would be so good. You know, I um, I've played all of I've played each game probably about ten times, if not more. Oh, nice. I've 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 played Mass Effect many times, uh, just a few, <laughs> and uh, the Mako. <laughs> Like the hammerhead, honestly, like you touch it and it explodes. Like you look at it and it catches on fire. So it is not my favorite. <laughs> my, my thing. You, you blow go, please, on please, it please and continue. it explodes. Like, <laughs> like that's why I don't like it because like you can barely use it. You have to be so careful with it. Like a lot of it is you have to peek out from things. Um, mm-hmm. one of the missions that I remember is you have to go, uh, fight Geth on four different worlds with it. Mm-hmm. And one of them is there's a lot of like very acidic, 
um, goop and it's kind of like a yellow looking world and I don't know which one it is off the top of my head yeah. but whenever you touch the stuff it's like your shields deplete immediately and, and so you're constantly hearing like rah, 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 the entire mission because you're just catching on fire and there's just like <laughs> so there's yeah, fire and I remember there's that. being shot at you from everywhere and so there's just geth everywhere and <laughs> you're on fire <laughs> It's just like just so not enjoyable. And so I just I kept like bunny hopping up and down from behind to cover with it. And I'm like, this doesn't seem like the way you're supposed to be using this. That's the only way to stay alive, which is why I don't like it. But the Mako takes like so much damage. Like you could fight a Thresher Maw like by driving around in circles or you could just like hop over with the jets you could hop over like the um like the poison that it spits at you and it was so much fun mm -hmm. and you could just yeet yourself off the top of a mountain and like spin around in circles and it was totally <laughs> fine it's just like the best feeling in the entire world so like that's why i love the mako because it's stupid you could drive vertically up the side of a mountain you could skyrim horse yeah. your way around a planet and like not to mention you could like mass effect one had the ability to just drop you on a planet and you know investigate that you know two square kilometers square of that planet which was super great it felt very open world almost even though it wasn't open world at all obviously but it felt very open world so i love the mako yeah i used to love that yeah, I would have a thing where I was like, I'm going to drive to wherever I like, wherever my destination was in a straight line. Mm hmm. Like, and so like mountains like you, I'm just going to drive <laughs> in that straight line, even if it's up yeah. vertically up this mm -hmm. mountain and it's a really stupid terrain, even though it's very obvious on this map mm -hmm. that they want you to go this other direction. You're like, nope, <laughs> no, nope. no, Bioware, I'm going not today, Bioware, <laughs> I'm going straight up this mountain. Watch me Shouldn't go. have given this baby so much lift. Yep. <laughs> yep. Do you see these thrusters? I'm using them. <laughs> I used to love that. With a for for me with the hammerhead, what I used to do was try to. Uh, I guess it's akin to uh, like the couple times I've played. I've played Warlock. I would just kind of try to like floof around in the air vents, and just kind of like run and gun. Oh yeah. Mm hmm. As as I as I would do stuff, but like, yeah, I, I think I just I think I don't know if that's efficient. I think I just made it into a game of go fast. Like Taylor B, you've got you've got a you've you've got approximately a circle. Let's just go fast. <laughs> like, let's, let's see. Let's clock our laps. We'll shoot stuff on the way. It'll be it'll be fun. Um, but I wholeheartedly agree. Like the uh, when I first saw the hammerhead, I was so excited as to like what it might be able to do. I was like, ooh, and then I think almost immediately I learned, I was like, oh, it's paper. That's how, like, that's how it can get oh, around yeah. so long. Like, ooh. <laughs> Excuse me. Um, and, and honestly, like, I, in, and I know, I know I'll bring up the black sheep briefly, but in Andromeda, I actually, I, I enjoyed the Nomad. I just wish it had a gun. <gasps> that was my biggest complaint. Mm -hmm. My biggest complaint about Andromeda was the fact that the Nomad had no gun because it drove so well. It felt mm -hmm. so good to drive. And I'm like, why does this not have a gun? They're like, we're a peacekeeping mission. I'm like, are you idiots? Like, you came to a planet that you didn't know 
what was going to be yeah. there and you decided to not put guns on things are you stupid like are, are yeah. literally are you stupid are we going to talk about andromeda can we get into that for uh, a second we can yeah, we can talk about some Andromeda. Mm -hmm. I I, uh, I actually really enjoyed it. Uh, you know, I had my complaints like everyone else, but uh, I know I know a lot of people have like a, a large disdain for it. So, but yeah, I I would love to. Yeah, tell me tell me about what you liked about it. I want to know. I, I really liked the movement. You like about it? Yeah. I really liked the uh, the combat. I liked uh, the jets and being uh, how vertical you could get with stuff. Um, I you know this I. I if I have to compare the story against the original trilogy, yeah, it's it it is a little weak. But in terms of what I thought they had there to work with, especially like going into the game, that that moment, you know, in every game when you're setting off on the adventure, um, I I really thought there was a lot of potential there. I was incredibly disappointed that even in a DLC, the Corians never showed up. I was incredibly kind of disappointed that you didn't get any actual resolution if that was going to be the only entry or even like little hint or inklings, like some direction as to the sort of like overall baddie in, in that part of, uh, in, in the Andromeda galaxy. And I just found it so surprising that all these alien races that knew about each other were all in all just really like, Oh yeah, these human guys from another galaxy. Well, fuck it. Let's have drinks. Come on. <laughs> no, like, I don't even think most of them even bothered to ask why we left our galaxy. <laughs> just, uh, just, just, like, definitely, definitely some, some larger holes in the plot. But, like, overall, like, you know, I didn't, I didn't hate the companions. Uh, I didn't hate the romance options. And, yeah, the Nomad was a lot of fun to drive. How about you, Oregon? Um, I think I really liked PB. Like, if if I wanted to talk about companions, at least, like, I thought she was really fun and a little bit manic, kind of. Mm -hmm. Um, she was my favorite. She was your favorite, yeah. I mm -hmm. thought Cora was a little hardcore. She was like so Miranda. In like, <laughs> she, she was like Miranda times ten. <laughs> but oh no <laughs> she really was she was if you had to compare her to anybody she was like Miranda and um I don't know like any uh, gosh I don't know just she, she was she was so hardcore that she was almost not enjoyable to be around she yeah. made me uncomfortable to talk to, which I it yeah. put me off completely. And a lot of the characters made me feel like that. Like Jal was like we called him cat squid or squid cat. <laughs> My friends and I did. We're like, oh, did you go see Squid Cat? Did you romance Squid Cat? His ears attached to his nipples. Did you know that? <laughs> yeah. Because when you romance him, he gets naked in the water. And then you see that his ears attach to his nipples. And he looks yeah, I, like a squid, I, but also a cat. I remember those memes. <laughs> so we called him Squid Cat. Because it's weird. And I'm just like, I don't like this anymore. 
Vetra is really cool. Like I ended up like romancing her on my second playthrough. Um, but Liam was my biggest problem because like why like I why would you let all these unhinged people go to a different galaxy? Like this seems like a really important thing, like resettling a different galaxy, you know. This lots like of a money really, was spent. This seems like, yes, <laughs> lots of money was spent. This is a very scientific, huge, like, you're going to be having babies and things. This is a lot like Outriders. Like, if you're going and you're really, this is a one-way trip, you are going to be having babies. Why would you be sending all the crazy people to have babies? You're just going to be spreading the crazy around. Because a lot of it, a lot of it is, it it is genetic. I'm sorry to say. <laughs> Why are you going to be genetically breeding the crazy into your entire like genetic pool? Why would you do that? Literally, I have a theory why? that I have a theory that they didn't tell them, but it was really space Australia. They're just I, sending him to a to a space penal colony, one way trip. That's why it always fails when you get there. Uh huh. They're just like <laughs> we're going to spend like bajillions of dollars to send you to a different galaxy because we can't stand you that much. <laughs> yeah, we're just like everyone. Like get out of. <laughs> we can't even put you in Australia or even a different planet in this galaxy. We hate mm -hmm. you so much. We're sending you to the Andromeda <laughs> galaxy. Get the fuck out of this galaxy. Mm -hmm. oh and they, that entire that entire arc of people got sentenced to space transportation. Oh just just, just sent, sent straight out. Everyone else voted when they were when they couldn't go when they couldn't when they were sick or something. Like, <laughs> His whole idea of like, let's give the security codes to the bad guys because that's how we do business. Like, Liam, get the fuck out. I'm sorry. <laughs> what did you do? Oh, because that's just how you do it. No, it's not. You idiot. That's, don't give the bad guys the answers. What? <laughs> How are you in charge of anything? <laughs> Who <laughs> let you do this? <laughs> On what? How bad were the other candidates? How Was everyone else like, killed and you're the last one alive? Is <laughs> that what happened? Like, <laughs> what? You were a terrible choice. <laughs> He's, I had so many problems with the entire thing, and the fact that I couldn't just space him at that very moment <laughs> just kill him at that very moment because you better believe if I was the one in charge, he wouldn't be doing he wouldn't lift a pencil without me knowing after that. <laughs> he would be on such thin ice. I'd put him on that like oh, tundra man. ice planet in shorts and a t-shirt and I'd say good luck. <laughs> Here's a flashlight. Here's Stay a, warm. <laughs> he wouldn't even get a flashlight. <laughs> single match go sell it like oh man he'd, i'd little match girl him <laughs> and sandals and a t-shirt no pants <laughs> like 
like, can't even William, carry the match in his pocket. No, no. pockets, no pants. No, nope. Liam, go fuck yourself <laughs> at that point. Like <laughs> I, that turned me off so much of the rest of the game. Like I could not get over that part. And mm. it was it was all the characters, and I know it was trying to make them more like uh, to be to use a bad word, but to make them more human or make them like feel more real. Like they're making like real big fuck ups. Like I just could not get over it. I'm like, this is the these are the decisions they're making. Like these are really big bad decisions. Yeah. Like I don't even think like you it's, or me or any of us would be making those decisions. It's the other end of that spectrum, you know. Like uh, with some characters, uh, they they manage to pull off the most perfectly executed plans ever, ever, and that's where they start to get away from. Uh, their foot in reality this is like no that is such why would you that is the worst fuck up you could have fucked up <laughs> like it's, it's just so far it, it, is, it is as opposed to like going like too far in the competency direction it just goes really far in the other way yeah. to try and endear them to it's like but no now i'm just mad yeah it's <laughs> like, one or the other with them i feel like and they just went too far in the other direction but you're right the gameplay that feels really good like the 3D movement is so good and it's so slick. Mm-hmm. And the yeah. the open world feel of it, so good. Mm-hmm. It feels amazing. Like the gameplay itself is really good. Yeah, no, I, I really it, it was so cool. Like, um, I think it, unless you went like with certain indoor structures or like certain like really, really complicated towns, like you would just you would drive up in the nomad, get out, and walk in now you're in the town like it was it was it was very very cool and immersive in in that way i mean for me oh and yeah and uh, the jumps oh the jumps felt really good the jumps felt so good and the my my one complaint was that going to different planets took too long Mm. and they did fix that with an update i think but like it the game itself like did feel really good. It's just the story was garbage. At yeah, least for it was, me, it, it wasn't good. But like the gameplay yeah, felt really good. Yeah, game gameplay really good. Story kind of like I said earlier, like maybe maybe you can make an argument that it's not uh that, that it's okay, that it's like not good, but like when you have the trilogy to compare it to, you're just gonna like, ooh, ooh. <laughs> That's bad. Well, there were other little (laughs) things like if you are running away from the Reapers, let's say, because they did. They ran away. um, I think Shepard was had just died when they left. Um, Mm -hmm. I think the first time like she had just gotten spaced. When they left, I think I think they leave after the events of uh of Mass Effect 2. Yeah. Oh, just after? I thought it was during. Well, because they they leave and then they like aren't able to get to communication and then it's supposed to be like the communication cutoff coincides with the Reaper invasion. Okay. Because it, at least if I'm remembering correctly. Okay, so, because sorry. after the Reapers um because what doesn't make any sense to me at least, is that it's really shaky that they don't know, like, having the quote-unquote communications error, that they don't know that, you know, the genophage has been cured, 
they don't know anything that's happened like that just mm-hmm. is very just oh you don't know like there are radio signals yeah. being sent they'd hear <laughs> about it like those radio signals don't just go nowhere they also go through space like they're going to hit the ships like they don't just not go <laughs> it doesn't die. hit a wall they don't just die like that's not how it works that's not that's science yeah i um for uh for me i uh i can't do that i i well i i, I agree with it it's uh the uh the one thing that uh that lays into it for me uh especially is i I was I was kind of expecting, especially if you had save data from the other games, it was gonna or maybe give you like a little chance to like pick what you did in like broader strokes. I was really hoping for like some uh, maybe like some Dragon Age type stuff, where like oh yeah, like you've like maybe minorly so that their narrative still fits with with what it is, but like oh yeah, you've actually affected the landscape of of this new character's like world that they're in. Because, like, when I think of, like, Inquisition oh, and, yeah. and that stuff. Mm-hmm. I yeah. love that. Yeah, no. I was hoping that, too. I was really hoping for that. Oh. But it, it was a soft reboot. It, nothing. Exactly. Even in the... Like, Lev... Yeah. I'm sorry. Oh, no. I, I was saying even the communications that you get from Liara. It's the only thing that you have of, like, the old game. Mm-hmm. And that's if you're in um, in Ryder's father's office. Oh, yeah. Um, our off our radio communications that you get. But yeah, and that, and that only goes up till the cutoff, right? Yeah. Oofed. Yeah, it's pretty. It's pretty depressing that that's all you get. It it just yeah. feels not finished, and I feel like with the Korean DLC that we never got, that we would have gotten a lot more. Hmm. But but we never got it. Yeah, I was I was incredibly the fact that there was never a Korean arc. I was just like, uh, well, this is this is an incomplete game. <laughs> like just no other way, or at least like story wise. You know, there's just uh, there's too much there's too much missing. Um. Yeah, that was a shame. Uh, hopefully, with whatever they do going forward, I think there were some rumblings recently of them uh, picking up the uh, the Mass Effect again and doing something with it. Hopefully, you know, I I hope they don't have to abandon Andromeda, and I hope what they can do is maybe come in and improve upon it and it, uh, fix a lot of those things. It looks like they're abandoning Andromeda, though. Uh, well, you know, I hope that I hope the next one's been <laughs> like rip. To the trilogy because it looks like Mass Effect 4 is back to the trilogy because it's what oh, everyone that's wanted. So funny. No one wants to, yeah. no one wants Andromeda. Okay, like, okay, the people have spoken. Yeah, I ooh, actually, you know what? Since since what started us down this was vehicles, if we're coming back to uh, the uh, to this galaxy, I hope we get to hop in the Atlas again, the mech. Yes. 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 That was one of my favorite things. Like as a consummate, a consummate giant robot, uh, Tokusatsu or uh, Tokusatsu and um, uh, kaiju fan. 
you know, getting to pilot a robot of any size in any game always excites the little kid in me. Just like, oh. And I gotta tell you, the Atlas handled surprisingly well. I thought it was going to be like a lot clunkier than it ended up being. You know, it was pretty slick when you're um, when you're at Grayson Academy and you climb in it and um, you get to you know shoot the bad guys. And then again, when you get to go to the bottom of the ocean in the Leviathan DLC and meet the Leviathan mm-hmm. and have a conversation underwater um, and you're in a mech doing it like it's pretty slick. Mm-hmm. And you know you feel like kind of a badass. Yeah, I it's it's one of my yeah I I've never not felt cool in a mech. Virtually, I've never been in a real mech, but I'm excited about the prospect if that's a thing I can do. <laughs> Hopefully, they'll keep some of those gameplay pieces because um, they did have a lot of variety, especially in Mass Effect Three. Uh, with a lot of mm-hmm. different gameplay attributes, um, I will. I do have to say, Mass Effect Two was my favorite game. <laughs> so. I think. I think. I think Mass Effect. Uh, Mass Effect Two. Yeah, it's just something about that. Uh, you know, after after the first game, especially something about that, like having to go underground, and. And you know, make make all the different alliances and and do all the all the different uh, missions to uh, like save your team, and then you go on this, uh, you know, leading up to this uh, sort of suicide mission. Oh, it just has, it has like how can I say this? It has all those best parts of what ended up being uh, the basis for a lot of like good uh, superhero movies, in my opinion. Or at least like enjoyable ones. Like whether or not people think they're good, I guess is their their own opinion. But uh, I feel like it was doing that before. It, it just like had that comic book like like sort of like a Mission Impossible feel. It yeah. does, and it has this. Um, it makes you learn your your teammates as you, as the player itself, because you have to think about your teammates' strengths and weaknesses when it comes to the suicide mission in the end. Because you have to sit there and think, who is the best leader of my team? Like, who can I part with to lead mm-hmm. this other team? Who mm-hmm. is the best biotic that I have? And you have to make those decisions. And the first time you play it, you're like, fuck. Because, like, you're suddenly, like, it's very stressful. Because you have this, like, this beating music in the back. And the stress of, like, I've just lost my entire ship. I suddenly am here on this ship and my teammates here, they're all ready to die for this. We stressfully ran through the Omega-4 relay. We didn't know what we were going to get. We barely made it here alive. The ship is not doing well. Like, we found the crew there. They were about to be turned into soup. Like, (laughs) And you have to make all this decision, all these decisions of like, who do I send back to the ship with them? Who do I send into the vents? Like, who do I send with the other team? Who is the best biotic to protect us from the bugs? Like, who can make the final run with me? And then, like, do I keep the information about the Protheans? Or right. then do I keep 
like the Omega Four, or do I keep their their base, or do I get rid of it? All these decisions are huge, and they they all set the stage for the third game. And for the first time playing it, it's just like it's this big adrenaline adrenaline rush for the entire game. It's like takes over an hour to do. It's mm-hmm. long. Yeah. It's really long. It's longer than you think it is. It's not short. The ending is not short. And once you start it, it you can't finish. You can't stop once you start it. Mm-hmm. It 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 has these like what I call like nice sort of like uh increment bursts though. Like I never felt like I was in any one part of the ending for too long, except for the parts where I'm sitting there lamenting my decision. Oh yeah, I never if, felt if that makes rushed. Sense. Yeah, like it, but like the pacing is like so engaging. Oh, it uh, is. I guess, yeah. Trying to like to your point of like it, it's longer than you think it is. Mm-hmm. Oh man, it's so good though. How many? Um, how many did? How did you do the first time you played through? Oh God, um, the first time I played, I lost Jack to a girder. No. And I think that was the only person I lost. And I didn't realize how I lost her either. Because I obviously didn't upgrade my ship all the way. (laughs) Or I rushed or something. Because I thought I got all of the assignments correct. uh, When I did the mission. But I didn't... Yeah, I think I lost Jack to a girder. I think that was the only person I really lost. Which, like, crushed me because I loved Jack. Mm-hmm. I was so upset. <laughs> yeah. The, the the little ones like that. I ended up uh, on two, I think, one of the couple times I played through uh, back in the day. Uh, I think I think I did, like, a, like, I wonder what all the deaths look like. kind of uh, kind of save but um my first time when i went through i actually thought i had saved everyone but it turns out uh i think it was grunt who i had sent to uh to do something i think it was uh take people back to the ship Uh, or i i sent him on something he like kind of died off screen doing and so I got to the end, and then like, like he's like Shepard's walking through the ship. He's like, everyone's like, f- like you know, filing in behind him. He's like, yeah. And then he gets to like the one, <laughs> the one coffin. I was like, wait, <laughs> what? Oh no! And then the I had one coffin. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, I did it. Wait. No. <laughs> So and I was trying to like figure out who the coffin belonged to because like I guess like I you know I'm I'm just watching the different cutscenes and I was like wait who's what, who's missing and so like I'm finding myself trying to read the names as they scroll past him on the thing and then I see him there at the bottom like grunt I'm like no <laughs> no. So yeah, that was that was my that was that was my first time my first time I played through, um, which was which was kind of 
kind of a kind of a shock, but definitely definitely rewarding going back and doing it, um, doing it again and saving everyone and having that sort of like like I say like you know the proper <laughs> proper version of of the team assembly last time at the end of the game uh was was one of one of the best moments um i think you know getting it getting it done and uh, especially compared to the uh in my opinion the ending of the first game i was like this is awesome just a whole lot of fun um ooh okay so i think i think that you know talking about the ending of the uh of the second game i think that can kind of bring us into uh into the theory that uh, that we're going theory. we're going to cover here, yeah. So, spoiler alert, guys! If you haven't if you haven't played uh, the uh, if you haven't played the uh, if you haven't played Mass Effect three yet, but there is a theory, a prevailing theory, that the events of Mass Effect three that when the Reapers come in, uh, everyone is actually under indoctrination, and and, and actually, you know what? Orchid, would would you like to take us through like a, a brief rundown of the indoctrination theory? Actually, I feel like you're you're going to do a much better job than me. I would love to. This is my favorite theory in the entire universe. Yeah, thank you. Okay. Yes, take it away. Yes. So the indoctrination the words the indoctrination theory essentially <laughs> says that the ending was bullshit and it was actually Shepard being indoctrinated the entire time. So the ending didn't happen. It's the Mass Effect community is saying, no, we reject your ice cream ending and we this is actually much more deep and intricate than you actually wrote it. So we're going to rewrite your ending and make it better. The end. That's <laughs> pretty much the ending. So the theory is that. Upon. This actually has a lot to do with the Arrival DLC in Mass Effect 2. So in Mass Effect 2, there is a DLC called the Arrival DLC where Shepard goes on a solo mission to go save Dr. Amanda Kenson, who is um, a scientist who actually has a big Reaper device. He was counting down the days and hours and minutes and seconds to when the Reapers come and invade the um, Milky Way galaxy and they're coming through the alpha relay. Now the alpha relay is where the Batarians live and uh, that is their usual entry point. Well, their usual entry point would be through the Citadel, but we close that off in mass effect one. So Amanda Kenson is, I personally think, um, in some sort of weird relationship with what's his butt help me here general something or another admiral and anderson you know admiral dickwad the other one uh admiral hackett uh hackett yes sorry sorry I when i when you said dickwad admiral. i know he wasn't yeah well i do admiral jackass <laughs> Sorry, when you said when you when you said dickwad, like I knew he wasn't in the military, but my my mind went uh, immediately to the ambassador, and I was just like, oh yeah, fuck that guy, <laughs> Admiral Hackett. No, so Admiral Jackass and Amanda Kenson, I think, are a thing. But um, so you um, get zapped essentially by this 
uh, reaper device and you get knocked out for a couple of days, uh, you at that point start hearing things. Um, it, it is in your brain talking to you. It's kind of like a direct line to Harbinger, who is one of the uh, big bad reapers who talk to you. They are very mouthy and like to talk back at you all the time. They don't shut up. Reapers mm-hmm. just are the worst. They're very chatty. Because they like to tell you how good they are. They're just like, <laughs> we are the harbinger of your creation, Mare. <laughs> <laughs> it, it it reminds me of a, of of like uh if if the Borg were allowed to be self absorbed. Oh, they are super self absorbed. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, you cannot even grasp the blah, blah, blah. You can't even imagine it. This is a realm of existence so far beyond your own. (laughs) Confidence born of ignorance. The cycle cannot be broken. That's all I remember. I I just, I I just, I just like that, that your version kind of came out, at least to my ears, sort of like the penguin from Batman. So now I'm just imagining like robot harbinger penguin. Batman. <laughs> we are Legion. <laughs> <laughs> the time of our return is coming. <laughs> we are inevitable. <laughs> <laughs> our numbers will darken the sky of every world. You cannot escape your doom. <laughs> anyway, I remember more than I thought I did. Cool beans. I told you I played this game many times. I was gonna say, yeah, like uh, both Im- both impressive and believable. Uh, this is like I said, fucking too many times. <laughs> uh, yeah. Okay. So, um, yeah, there's uh, arrival has a countdown. Uh, essentially, what happens um, from that point is that like you're a you're in deep cover um she is in deep cover in batarian space you have to go rescue her you find out that they actually have like rockets on an asteroid and their plan is to smash the asteroid into a mass relay to stop the reapers from coming and i'm like that's a cool plan let's do that (laughs) what i'm sorry because if yeah so you have to rescue her the truth behind the arrival is that they're gonna come in like three days like that's when they're coming the reapers are coming in three days so you need to figure out how to stop them in three days and that is smash this the thing into the the mass relay so you're like fuck okay so you do that and you destroy the the entire system is destroyed and that's why you're in jail in mass effect 3 at the beginning if you don't play the dlc then there's no reason for you to be in jail but you're in jail anyway Hmm. yeah but yeah so you destroyed a world of like two hundred fifty thousand people no mm-hmm. big deal you you are <laughs> literally a terrorist at this point but you, you know stopped the reapers from coming for six more months so good for you <laughs> so the Bahawk system um you destroyed that that's Bye. that's that's cool goodbye <laughs> <laughs> no, 
no far-reaching consequences there. Yeah. <laughs> so at that point, um, in Mass Effect 3 now, there is a small child. Mass Effect 3 opens to this child playing with a small plane. And you, at the very beginning, Shepard rescues this kid from a vent. At the very beginning of the game, you get this kid onto a shuttle and the shuttle gets blown up by a Reaper. You're in Vancouver, BC, because that's where the headquarters of um, the Alliance is. The Alliance is the, the main military arm of humanity. And uh, you are destroyed by this. You're like, I, I guess Shepard is just like, I saved a child and then it exploded. I'm like, bitch, you just blew up an entire solar system. Like, What do you mean you're upset? Mm. You killed a bunch of Batarians. Shepard doesn't <laughs> care. She only cares about this one child that then exploded. I guess, you know, trauma works in mysterious ways. So <laughs> you start having these weird oily dreams. And... You start hearing things and these weird suggestions start happening. And these are the same kind of things that is kind of linked to indoctrination. So the indoctrination theory is, is that these dreams are linked to the fact that you were zapped by um, the Reaper device from the Arrival DLC in Mass Effect 2. And then... At the very end of the game is where we're headed now at this point. The very end of the game, you are, you know, you pick your final team. You're making your final approach to this beam. You're finally, you've made it. You've uh, built the catalyst. You are headed to, you know, defeat the Reapers. Hooray. Um, to defeat the Reapers, you have to, the catalyst attaches to the Citadel and you've brought it to Earth through, you know, massive help from all the races. Everyone's pulled all of their weight together. Ugh. Yay, everybody. Woo. <laughs> there is a beam. We did it. You, we did it. <laughs> Guys, we did it. We're amazing. Oh, my God. <laughs> shit we made it this far <laughs> just a little bit just a little bit further guys let's, let's, we, we can put up the banner now though <laughs> one final push it's all we need uh, so Shepard makes one final push to the beam Harbinger is there because of course or so Sovereign's there Sovereign's there actually no Harbinger is there um, Harbinger is there wipes everybody out being the son of a bitch it is and um you don't like that and it just leaves after that because it just assumes you're dead you struggle up and you make your final push marauder shields is there protecting you from the ending uh pour one out for my boy marauder shields and rip. um rip rip marauder shields <laughs> <laughs> the true hero of this game Mm -hmm. That's a meme. <laughs> the best meme to come out of Mass Effect 3 is Marauder Shields. <laughs> and then, thusly, once you wake up, this is where the indoctrination theory begins. The theory presupposes that when you wake up, you've been burnt by Harbinger's beam, but you look around and suddenly there's piles of bodies everywhere. They were not there when... 
when you were burnt the first time. But if you look at the armor, suddenly it looks like Caden's and Ashley's armor for Mass Effect 1. So weird. Like, you haven't seen Ashley's armor, the Phoenix armor, which is the white and pink armor, since Mass Effect 2 when she showed up in it um, on Horizon. Which is also weird because no one wears that armor anymore. Like, it's just no one, no one wears <laughs> she's it. She's being like, hipster about it. She's being super <laughs> hipster about it. Like, no one wears that armor anymore. Like, good job, Ashley. Like, everyone wears martial <laughs> armor now. Like, you're just wearing pull-on armor. Like, wow. <laughs> Could you not afford better armor? I'm just, I'm going to judge you a little bit right now. But, you know, whatever. <laughs> no, she's so, sitting there. She's sitting there. It's like a, it's, it's like a, it's like the Zune of the future. Oh, yeah, no, I'm perfectly fine with this older Phoenix two armor. I don't. Yeah, no, well, I don't. I like it. I'm just, you know, here's my Golden Girls tattoo. There. Yeah, it's cool. <laughs> All right, your sorry. Walkman armor. Okay. <laughs> so she's over there in a pile of Walkman armor. That's what. <laughs> so she, there's a bunch. There's piles of of you know copy paste like copy pasted Ashley Caden armor bodies everywhere. And so you don't know if it's linked to like a past trauma or something, but it's weird. And you're like, that's bizarre. I'm going to ignore that and keep going for the beam because you're just, you know, supposed to head towards the beam because that's what the game you know pushes you towards. And um, you got to shoot your boy Marauder Shields, rip Marauder Shields. Rip. And if you look down at your armor... It is suddenly not the armor at all that you were wearing. It does not matter what armor you were wearing in the beginning. You're suddenly not wearing it. You're wearing some burnt out husk armor. Um, it's just generic kind of blue. Looks like Alliance random assigned armor that you've never worn before. Um, but you could be wearing bright pink armor. Not what you're wearing. <laughs> like... Hmm. It's it's nothing. It, and I've done this with, you know, many different shepherds. It's never your armor ever. Hmm. Yeah. With any playthrough. It's bizarre. A male or female. Like oh. both playthroughs. Never your armor. Both times. Okay. And uh, so you're suddenly not wearing your right clothes. Um, you're suddenly seeing piles of bodies that look like your old friends that you either, that you killed on Vermeer and, uh, could be dead because you can have the option of killing your other friend in this game too. If you play your cards, right. <laughs> I mean, wrong question mark. <laughs> I always angle for right, but <laughs> you know, you mean, you mean I can kill, I can kill what, what tissue paper and the space racist. <laughs> you can. I'll tell you about it later. <laughs> nice. Yeah. Can, <laughs> it's pretty great. Yeah, extra credit for later. So you finally head nice. up the beam. You hear when you finally get up there, there are more piles of bodies around. Weird. You get a call from um, from Anderson. He says he made it up just behind you, but he landed in a different part of the ship. And you're like, what? How? But you're like, okay, well, maybe the beam just put him somewhere else. All right. Weird. But, you know, I'm I'm going to go look for him. 
you look at the bodies, they don't, they look generic. They don't look like Ashley and Caden, but it's also, they're in the same armor and it's creepy and weird. Um, if you look inside the ship, it looks a lot like the ship from um, the Shadow Broker ship. It doesn't look like mm -hmm. anything that you would have seen on the Citadel. That doesn't mean it's not on the Citadel. It just doesn't look like it. Uh, it looks a lot like that lightning from the Shadow Broker ship, which they said in the Shadow Broker DLC was a unique ship and did not exist anywhere else. Because hmm. it was um, Hagalaz, um, the planet that the Shadow Broker ship was on is where the ship had to exist was between storms, was between um, the light and the dark. And so there was a lot of lightning storms. So the way the ship existed was constantly pulling lightning in. And so that's how the ship worked. And so it was a very clever design. And so it was a unique ship. So why that design would exist on this, um, on the Citadel design makes no sense. But I digress. You continue on. You finally go down over a bridge. There is a single opening. Anderson has beaten you there, but he said he came in behind you. Sus. <laughs> suddenly also the elusive man is there question mark so everyone is right? there you're like there this is a party and they're like oh this is the central control unit of the citadel and you're like no it's not that's in the, <laughs> that's in the council chamber room i've been there in mass effect one this is not the council chamber room this is some random ass room with a weird bridge this is not the central fucking council chamber room so i'm calling your bullshit right now so it's also so it's not the central we've we've seen that room before and it looked exactly the same in mass effect 3 because we were also there in mass effect 3 so it's not the same room so i'm already calling bullshit on that suddenly the elusive man has like ultimate cosmic power and can control mm -hmm. you with his mind that's also bullshit like <laughs> i'm sorry there's no power in the game that like even a sorry don't have that power <laughs> like i'm no i'm sorry but no like if i'm no i'm, I'm it, gonna call bullshit on that <laughs> bit of yeah it's it, it it escalates so quickly to like yeah you know um in, in the second game you know he's just like powerful in his connections and you know like in in ways that aren't like literal power and then in the yeah. third game he's like what no like boom no. mine's now boom ultimate cosmic power because i'm suddenly you know like full reaper and i'm like what he's like yeah the reapers gave me an upgrade and i got now i'm reaper and i'm like I'm sorry. Like, Saren was also a Reaper, but he couldn't control you with his mind. Like, yeah, he was the one being mind controlled. Yeah, the Reapers are mind controlling you. They didn't give you ultimate cosmic power in order to control other people with your mind. Like, that's not how that works. <laughs> no, you no, can't no, suddenly no. spring this on me at the 11th hour in the game and then just say this is a that you have to give me something more than this. I'm you can't do that. I'm sorry. I'm, <laughs> I will let you bullshit me up to a certain point, but this is where I kind of draw the line. <laughs> Even with space magic, I'm sorry. <laughs> I can't do it. So and, a lot of and, it, and just uh, making paper, right? Sorry. Yeah, yeah I just 
uh, <laughs> so a lot of it is like you can like the argument is that this is now a battle of wills inside of Shepard that um that Anderson is the embodiment of like Shepard battling the indoctrination which you can see kind of crawling up the neck of the elusive man like you can see the corruption like crawling up his neck and whenever the indoctrination is trying to happen you can see kind of the oily sheen around the corners of your screen kind of like with like closing in on you that's the argument for this theory so every single time that happens you know that's that's part of it um so at one point anderson gets shot suddenly you have the wound and anderson doesn't and that's weird like mm-hmm. there's a lot of like mental games happening and eventually you are free of all of that you meet the the fucking star child it's <laughs> it's that goddamn kid from the beginning but it's the catalyst but it's the reapers are the ones that essentially are it there's uh, the end of the game is such bullshit i can't even begin to announce my displeasure of it I'm still mad about it, and it's been, like, 11 years. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or something like that. Nine years, 10 years. I don't know. Whenever mm-hmm. it came out, I'm still so mad about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I think it's, it's been oof. nine years. <sighs> it it's It's definitely... There, there, there is no one in the middle ground camp on this for anyone listening who, uh, <laughs> who maybe, who maybe is unaware of the Mass Effect Three ending, or at least like its original release too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, seriously, it's just it's not a good time. But it it gets to the point where the the Star Child is trying to convince you one way or the not one way or the other. And it's really trying to use mind games of convincing you that uh, destroying the Reapers is a real bad time, even though you would survive, most likely. But they're like, oh, well, you're you're all the technology would die, but, you know, the Reapers would die. That's really bad. But, you know, like Edie and the the Geth would die. And I me immediately is like, okay, bye. (laughs) (laughs) Just push the red button. Just all right. I mean, the game has convinced you for three games to kill the Reapers. And and the game was like, okay, well, that's the renegade option is to kill the Reapers. Like, obviously the game is trying to like gaslight me. And that's the renegade <laughs> option is kill the reapers. Like no game, like stop being bullshit at me. Of course I'm going to kill the reapers. <laughs> You've told me for three games, like for the last, you know, seven years to kill the reapers. I'm going to do it. I'm going to hit that. Yeah. button. You told me to hit that button. I'm going to hit it. <laughs> like, why would you try yeah. to convince me otherwise? I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to kill them. Watch me go. <laughs> like, why, why did I come all this way? If I wasn't going to kill the reapers. Exactly. <laughs> I'm going to do it. <laughs> I'm going to hit the button. <laughs> 
They are Biden over. <laughs> There's no, there isn't even two other options. The other one was control the Reapers, and that was the elusive man. And he's like, the elusive man was right. And they're like, well, yeah, you could totally like, you could totally control us. He can't because he's already controlled by us. And you're like, well, mm-hmm. yeah, of course he is. That's obvious. Like, did you see him? <laughs> he looks. Like- <laughs> He looks like angry spaghetti. <laughs> he was all squiddly do up his neck. Of course he was controlled by you. He had like ultimate cosmic powers. His eyes were even more weirdly blue. <laughs> they were. <laughs> he looked very mad. <laughs> and then you have like the third option, which is synthesis, which is a weird green color. And I'm like, all right, what is this? And they're like, oh, well, just make everything technology, but also biology at the same time. You're like, okay, against everyone's like free will, you want us to just indoctrinate all of them to your weird biotech question mark? Yeah. No, I'm not gonna do that. They're like, but this is how this is how we evolve, and I'm like, get fucked. <laughs> Until <Delete laughs> you, <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not pushing this button. (laughs) Watch me kill you. (laughs) So at the end, if you do that, the only way that Shepard wakes up in the very end is if you kill the Reapers. At the very end, if your ranking or your preparedness is high enough, which has to be, I think, at the very highest and you kill the Reapers, the very last cutscene that you have is Shepard waking up in old London um, in the wreckage, taking a breath in your burned out um, armor. Yeah. And that is why there's the indoctrination theory is because of that cutscene. And that one, that one was added later, right? No, like that it was not. I got that originally playing the very first day I played the game. Originally, yeah, I, th- I thought, Mm-mm, yeah, that I had was really, not added. I had... That was I got that the very first day I played the game. Oh, I misremembered that for sure. Mm-hmm. Then, yeah, no, no, no. All right, um, because I guess that would have been even more disappointing if you. <laughs> I got that the first day I played the game. I got that cutscene. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Yeah, I um. I am a big, big fan of the indoctrination theory. Uh, it's it's my favorite, personal favorite ending because there's nothing more satisfying than after like you know oh, all yeah. three games of like yo I gotta kill these reapers, and then Anderson's like yeah fucking kill the reapers, <laughs> like I'm just like just like slowly walking up with like a fucking like like actual pistol, not even a space pistol, and just <laughs> like <laughs> shooting them to death is one of my favorite favorite feelings just cuz uh you know you actually get to like push him all the way up till uh till it's finally done as you uh, as you make the the decision if i'm not misremembering anyway but uh, yeah not only that uh, but like when you take that last that last decision you actually like straighten up and start taking stronger steps like you're shaking it off in the end mhm which is mm-hmm. like kind of telling also it's neat theory yeah the the one of my 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 favorite part of the theory is uh you know as as you pointed out in your amazing 
uh, description there. Thank thank you so much for that, uh, for doing that for, for us and the listeners. Um, is that, like you said, there are so many things that if it's not that, if there is no element of uh, sort of like the fight in your head, then there are so many things that just don't work. That or or that like raise raise the red flags or just kind of like eyebrow raising like what uh, uh type type of things as you pointed out and if once you start to look at the story again through the lens of these two characters the elusive man and Anderson are you know that that represent that representation of sort of like the uh, the paragon in, in Anderson and the uh, the renegade in the elusive man. Uh, like the the representations of those qualities within Shepard, uh, as well. Um, it's it's so interesting, and I kind of like what you were saying. The one thing that pissed me off the most was that fucking Star Child. <laughs> the whole like everything it says. Excuse me. Everything it says, as far as like, if that's really what happened, if that were like, say, say like there was no indoctrination, like that—that's the actual story. I'd be like, what the fuck are you even on? Like, what? Why would anyone write you? <laughs> like, what, like you know, narratively and from the in-game universe is like, why would they have made you? Why would they? Have done it? It's like <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Like, why this? Why this character exists? Why? <laughs> Why they would decide this was a good idea. Um, just why in the end, why they've opted to have Shepard obsess over this one child when Shepard was so unshakable and unflappable kind of the entire game and so mm-hmm. strong. But they're obsessing over this one small, like fairly ugly child. <laughs> Like you couldn't make a better looking child. I'm sorry, Lily. Ugh. At least make a better like child. They, did they have to do that thing that? Well, you know, you know that thing that like uh, it, for anyone listening who doesn't know, many games what they do is they don't actually make uh, models for children. They just shrink down adult models. And so you'll have you'll have kids with like big goofy like sometimes if they're randomly generated uh, in the background characters too, you'll have them with like old people faces. In uh, it's you can see it sometimes in the Yakuza games. It's it's especially funny, but um, <laughs> uh, I I always wonder like what was the basis because this is clearly its own model. It's it's like an important like character in in the game, penultimately like at, uh, at the end especially. And I'm just like, that's really that's what the catalyst chooses. to <laughs> like I'm the most powerful being in the world. I'm a, gonna put myself in the form of this kid with dumb shorts. Yep, you could. I would have <laughs> taken it better if it was like Toland. Ooh, like I would have been. I would have been better as like a, just a, a just a Toland. I would have been happier with that. You know, like give me just a sparkly ball. 
Ooh. and been like, I'm uh, I'm the person, the thing that runs the space station, Sparkly Ball. I've been like, cool, this is really eerie. There's a Sparkly Ball talking to me. I'm okay with this. Instead, they gave me the fucking Star Child, and I'm like, what the fuck is this? I hate this. Like, get rid of this. <laughs> what? No. Give me a sparkly. Forms. Give me a sparkly ball. Give me a. Give me a fish. Give me. You know, <laughs> not the star child. The star child really ruined it for me. Ooh. But you can't shoot the star child. That's pretty funny. That is something you can do. You can kill the star child, and it ends the game. Uh, the Rupers come and kill everybody and it just continues and then they come back in another 50,000 years that actually is part of the game you can kill the star child they added it in just reset everything yeah they added it in you can kill the star child (laughs) because people ask why can't I kill the star child they're like fine we're gonna add it in and then they did it's a mega bad ending, though. I'm strangely comfortable with this. I'm Just... okay with it. I'm like, do you know what? All of my work, I'm okay with it because fuck the star child. <laughs> but, um, oh, they have confirmed a number of times that they were not this clever to write the indoctrination theory. It just happened to work out that way. Um They go more into the indoctrination itself um, in Drew Carp. Carpishin, he wrote a number of books. I can't pronounce his last name because I'm bad at names. <laughs> but he wrote a couple of Mass Effect books. Um, and so uh, I don't remember which one of the two it is, but um, it goes into indoctrination in in those books. And so you can learn more about it. And that kind of also goes into the indoctrination theory. Okay, so, so in that in that way, in Mass Effect's uh, expanded universe, it kind of it kind of gets like a little confirmation, a little credence. Um, it actually a lot of the the parts of what indoctrination is, and there's um there's also kind of like a growly sound that kind of goes with the with the failing of indoctrination itself. Like, um, gosh, I don't even remember his name. I just remember that this is a thing. That when when indoctrination fails, there is kind of a like a growling tone or like a or something, and they actually play it in the game. It's actually a tone mm-hmm. that plays. So um, I don't know if it's in Shepard's dreams as well as um, in that final scene with um, Anderson and the elusive man and Shepard when. Um, the elusive man is trying to convince Shepard of all these things and Shepard denies him and denies him and denies him. But it plays these growling tones whenever you deny him and you pick like Paragon answers and kind of deny him his ability to take you over. Ooh, I love so it. it actually does the things that it describes like of you denying indoctrination that does that's described in this book but it, they're like oh well we didn't intend that and i'm like bullshit you didn't intend that like it's in your book you wrote it <laughs> that way it's there in black and white guys you put it in the book like <laughs> he writes for you and you put it in the book 
<laughs> you did the thing. What do you mean you didn't intend that? <laughs> My dudes. <laughs> that's that's really funny. Yeah. You know, if 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 the leads are if the leads are saying they didn't intend it, that is the right combination of, of people on the team in the different departments like looking up you know like like uh referencing each other's work and be like oh no oh yeah no this needs to be in there we we put it in the book we've got to, we've got to uh, we've got to make sure it's in the game yeah that is that is kind of funny they're like yeah we haven't done it we published this book that's this other thing and we put this out and we make reference to it in the in the game but uh yeah no just completely completely by accident Oops, didn't mean to. Yeah, yeah, we didn't we didn't mean to put it in there, but, you know, it's totally in the book. And, you know, all these things <laughs> that point to indoctrination, we didn't mean to do it. and But, you know, we totally did it anyway. Mm. <laughs> like, really, guys? Because you should have just run with it and said, yes, this is what we intended to do. You're so clever. You caught on to it. We're geniuses. You should have just run with it and said yes. Yeah. That's all you should I feel have like. I feel like even if it's a happy accident, just be like, yeah, yeah. Yep, that was pretty cool. <laughs> just kind of agree. Maybe don't go into it too much. <laughs> God. But they've said like multiple times, like, yeah, you know, you can write fan fiction about it. And like, you can keep talking about it. It's a cool fan theory. But you're like, yeah, we never wrote it that way. We never intended it to be that way. And all of us are just like, but your ending what? sucks, though. Like... Yeah. Your ending is garbage. Wow. <laughs> yeah, okay. no, um I I think I think, you know, if if I had to if I had to give this one if I had to give this one a score, it would have to it would have to be probably like every Mako in the manufacturer's yard in the floor just because everything they do to your point everything they do like in in their own media in the game just leads to the suggestion of indoctrination uh it if, if not you know outright saying it mm -hmm. uh and so it's i just can't understand why you would why you would take this thing that people have been like proven through your own media and and really seem to love and just be like yeah no but that's not how it is it's a cool theory but no like come exactly. on come on <laughs> oh man uh yeah that was that was amazing organ like uh that that is definitely in any game franchise that i've spent that I've spent as much time as, like sort of sitting back and having a meal of, uh, with, with the, uh, the, the, the in-game content and, uh, and sort of like side, uh, little bits that you can read. Uh, cause I will say this each time I did the, uh, sort of, um, playthroughs of all three with the DLC, uh, Mass Effect games of the original trilogy anyway, and with Andromeda, actually, I I tried to like really like sit back, take my time, explore everything, and just like really really have a meal a, a meal with it. And it was it it was an amazing uh, journey to go through. And it's it's theories like 
this and and things like uh, the indoctrination theory that really just ah uh, like it, how can I say it? it just like it brings that right kind of like spin foily like joy I'm like oh this is so cool I'm like in my element right now it totally does yeah it's this kind of game um it allows a lot of things behind the scenes to occur that you don't know about and that's what allows for so many different playthroughs because the thing that bioware does that destiny doesn't or i should say that bungie doesn't if we want to compare the two games at this point um especially it's not really a fair comparison because one is an rpg and the other one is a first person shooter uh it's a looter shooter i don't care what people say they're like no it's a it's a memorpica no it's not like it's not an rpg <laughs> like get fucked it's not like no destiny is not it's a looter shooter it's it is so rich and so developed and you have so many choices and those choices actually matter up to a certain point but those choices actually change the entire course of the game and color conversations and actually change the way characters look at you and their stance and these little tiny interactions and like they have ripple effects throughout like missions and debriefs and the way they interact and it's it creates this like really rich tapestry that you can keep going back and keep playing and you can make these little different changes to see what happens and that's like kind of what keeps me playing and keeps me going back and doing these little different changes to see what happens i mean with destiny you can't really do that but with like with dragon age and mass effect you can Mm -hmm. like dragon age even more so but yeah dragon age and mass effect you can definitely go back and play it dozens of times to see what happens it's cool it's Mm -hmm. a definite definite cool quality about it um lucy how about the how about you? I know I know you haven't had a chance to uh, I know you, it's on your roster but uh even even just having made through the the first two no, games I played, played like what the uh... played all three. Oh, I'm sorry. You're stupid. Dude, I feel like a You're dipshit stupid. then. No, I'm kidding. I know. I said I, I played I'm, through I'm all sorry. three of the games, but I did the entire trilogy. I did 100%. I got the super cool ending where Shepard lives. That was the whole reason I 100%ed every game because I just wanted to, I wasn't, because I read, like, guides on how to do it, and they're like, oh, you got to do multiplayer, but multiplayer didn't exist anymore, so I was like, I don't know what this means, mm-hmm. so I just was like, well, I guess I'll just 100% everything, I guess, and, um, but yeah, no, I've, I read the indoctrination theory a bit, because kind of like you guys, I mean, like, my first playthrough was with, like, you know, the fixed ending with the air quotes where it made it a little bit better but no i i do agree i thought it was kind of chintzy where all of our choices it kind of felt like they didn't really matter at the end which made me kind of sad i'm like i did all this work and everything just to basically pick between three colors oh boy (laughs) if you didn't pick destroy the reapers you were wrong i'm sorry (laughs) <laughs> like that's the, that's the whole point right. is to destroy the reapers and 
to just at the last name be like, mm, nah, I don't want to destroy the Reapers. Like, bruh. Makes no sense. Those ED fans will show up to tell you why synthesis is the right I option, though. I don't care. You can just make another one. <laughs> don't care. I don't care. You need to destroy the Reapers. Who, who cares? Yeah. I concur. But yeah, no, I... Yeah, and I think I think the more the the more I think I think like what you guys said with the indoctrination theory, it makes sense. Who who cares what the writers say? I mean, like if it makes sense, then I say just go with it. That's canon in my book. Cause like a lot of the stuff, it's like like orchid, like you said, like this happens, but then this happens, and then like that that doesn't really line up. That's not that's not how this works. But yeah, no, I, I agree. Mm-hmm. I, th- I think I think I'm pretty much, in my opinion, I think the indoctrination theory is kind of canon in my in my head because it like it makes a lot of sense and all of the dots line up. I can dig it. I can dig it. Yeah, and I I I can't wait to to hear um, your thoughts on on all the little all the little stuff that you uh, see again as you make it through the legendary. Yeah. When uh, whenever you get a chance, that's gonna be because when it had been a bit apart and going back uh, in in the legendary edition is just oh, it's so refreshing. If if you played the originals, guys, and you haven't played the legendary yet, just treat yourself. Like find find a way to do something nice for you, and it should. This is a strong candidate for uh for hours upon hours upon hours of entertainment. Yeah. Yes. That's my biggest problem right hours now. Hours and have hours. The time, really. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I had way more time in college. Yeah. Surprisingly enough. Yeah, I'm. Weird. I'm out of college now, so now I'm like, well, now I have even less time. And life yeah. is terrible. How did I have more time in grad school than I do now? Space magic. Oofed. How did that happen? <laughs> that is the worst kind of space magic. Yeah. <laughs> Jeez, you're right. God. Hate that. You're right? You need yeah. to make another bargain. I know. I've been doing a Mass God. Effect playthrough on my stream. I'm still in the middle of Mass Effect 2, but then Halo came out mm. and Destiny and got distracted. How are you liking Halo? I am loving it. Halo is super good, but I'm a big Halo fan, so I'm a little biased. But it feels really good so far. It's just kind of really graphics heavy, so it's tanking my 2080 Ti. Gotcha. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, we we are. I, th- I think Lucy probably much, if I remember correctly from our Halo episode, much more much more so than me. Uh, but uh, I I am a very enthused uh, Halo person, and and so is is. It's Halo Infinite. Is that completely out now? No, it's just the multiplayer. Or is it just uh, just the beta is out again? Okay. Okay. And you guys are saying it's 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 pretty pretty spicy. It's pretty cool. It's it's pretty spicy. Yeah, it's it's good. It's spicy in a good way. Yeah, it's good. Okay. Okay, I might have to dip my toes. Just just a little dip. Yeah, it's good. It's a free dip. So. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's anything. That's my favorite kind of swim. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just <laughs> that free salsa. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> nice. Free chips and dip. Yeah. Got oh, yeah. Some. Sign so me good. up. Yeah, it's so good. Oh, now I, man, now I want to go to my favorite God. restaurant that has like chips and stuff. <laughs> no, I want Mexican food. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm, I'm being overly specific, but I'm thinking of the Salvadorian place. Man, and I grew I'm just up like, eating El Salvadorian food. Yeah, so I'm like, I'm like, yeah, I could have chips, like the thinner chips, and mm -hmm. the the like that like spicy tangy salsa <gasps> and papusas. Yes, like I could, I could have it all. Yeah. Oh, yeah. you're speaking to my childhood. <laughs> oh, yeah. No. Uh, same. Same. Uh, you know. I. Uh, yeah, yeah, Orchid, but for anyone who doesn't know, uh, where I grew up in the D.C. area, um, just in uh, Northern Virginia and Alexandria, is, you know, it has a pretty, like, large and growing uh, Salvadorian population, so, um, and, I, and I went to public school, so it was really awesome on, like, field days and just, like, little, like, birthday parties for, like, kids and stuff when the abuelas would come in and just have all this delicious food for everyone. Oh, like, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that sounds so good. Yeah, I miss it. I miss it. But yeah, so um, once once I once once I found like a good restaurant like in the city, I was just like, because I knew there had to be one, but I I said to find it, I was just like, oh yes. And then COVID, so it's been a while. So, ugh, I'll stop talking about food, guys. I've made myself hungry, and I've already had dinner. Good job. Good job. Oh my gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um. Oh, well. I think I think I'm ready to. Uh, if if you guys are, we can we can move into some shoutouts here. All right. Um, all right. Uh, I can go first. I I, I want to first start by thanking you, Orchid, for being our guest tonight and uh, you know sharing favorite parts of Halo and the indoctrination theory with us and our listeners. It's uh, it's been a lot of fun. Thank you for thank you for joining us again. Thank you for inviting me. I love talking about Mass Effect. We, I remember the last time that I was on um, long ago in the, the far behind, the, the long, uh, long dark times. The before times. Um, the before times. Long, long ago. <laughs> the, long, the before times. Captain Walker. <laughs> the before times and the long ago. <laughs> that uh, we talked about Mass Effect and Star Trek and, um, and then you're like, we're going to talk about Mass Effect eventually. And it's happened. Mm -hmm. Yes. Mm -hmm. So promise really do come true. <laughs> promise fulfilled. <laughs> so thank you. I had a lot of fun. Oh, no worries. No worries. We uh we really appreciate you. Uh really appreciate you. And uh always always welcome to jump in on the show, talk about Mass Effect or whatevs. <laughs> um and then uh for my for my shout out this week, I am I'm gonna give it up to uh you know, I've done it before, but I'm going to do it again. I'm going to give it up to my partner, uh, Kari. We are hosting Thanksgiving this year uh, in, in our new house. And she is going balls to the wall, finishing, you know, she's she's a lot handier than me, guys. Full disclosure, I kind of suck ass at, uh, like, I can maybe hammer some shit, but, like, come on. Like, uh, you want me to paint? Ooh, I suck. Well, I don't suck too bad, but I suck at, like, a lot of handy stuff and she is you know she 
loves me is cool that and I'm, I'm helping out in other ways i swear but she is just going so ham on all these uh preparations and and just different things since we got the house that uh that we've been meaning to get done and she's amazing and i love her and she's kicking ass this is my shout out <laughs> Lucy, do you do you have any shoutouts this week? Do I have week? any shoutouts? Um, I don't know. I'm always bad at this. Uh, I guess um, uh, shout out to my boss for being super cool. Uh, I my paper is getting published soon. TM. So I had to, nice. Uh, I keep saying soon, TM, but eventually it will actually get published. And uh, as a precaution, so cool. beforehand, we did a press interview with uh, someone from the university that I did this research for because my boss is utterly convinced that my publication I wrote is revolutionary and is going to change science. I don't think so. I, I, th I think he's, he's crazy. I've said this many times. He doesn't believe me. But, yeah. So I guess I guess shout out to my boss for being, uh, right? being cool, I guess. That's amazing. I, yeah, that's so cool, Lucy. That's so cool. You should be proud. That's so mm -hmm. amazing. Yeah, I... It's like 100% cool. Yeah, it's, I think, I, you know, I, I know Jack and Squat about... <laughs> <laughs> about probably a lot of a lot of uh what what your dog what your paper's talking about but i i'm gonna agree with your boss like you need to have more confidence in yourself that is amazing well it's no i mean i don't know my boss just seems to think my paper is really cool and i'm just like i've been doing the research for like five plus years now it's kind of like i've reached that point where it doesn't really phase me anymore because you know i've been doing it forever same thing with me, like, technically working for NASA. Like, it doesn't really phase me anymore. Like, I tell people, yeah, I do research for NASA. And they're like, what? I was like, yeah, that's cool. And they're like, wait, 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 NASA? And I'm like, yeah, NASA, NASA. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I did an internship there for a few years. It's not, it's, it's, NASA's fine. Exactly. Like, NASA's NASA. Like, it's not, it's not that big of a deal. It's whatever it's not a big deal um as as a non nasa ite i'm not as a non nasa non nasa -ite. uh it sounds it it's it it is it is incredibly impressive it at least to me to my ears so you guys be proud of your smells it smells our smells <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> lol That is, that is that is all I can say about that. <laughs> Love it. Oh. Orchid, do you have do you have any shout outs or anything? Um, um shout outs to my two co people on Guardians of Lore, uh Elmist and uh Rindle Zevis, because they tolerate me all the time. And they deal with my bullshit like twenty four seven. So my giant uh, ADHD riddled brain uh, constantly. 
So they um, are gems of humans and I appreciate them all the time. So um, thank you to both of them for putting up with me. They are wonderful people and I don't know what I would do without both of them. So Aww. you guys are awesome. We they're need really, to, we need they're to... sweet. They're, they're just, they're two of the best people that I know. Like if I had to prop up people that are like really good examples of humanity, it would be those two. Honestly. Mm-hmm. So that's adorable. That's great. Thanks. I love it. Yeah. I love it. Not me. Definitely. To... <laughs> but them. We need to we need to complete our set. We've had we've had you and Elemis on. We need to get uh Rindle Zetas on here too. He is uh he is a joy to have and he is very funny and uh very clever. So I think you'd like Love to it. have him. He's very good. Love it. Yeah. Love it. Well, planting the seed now on this show. You know, yeah. feel free to say feel, feel free to say who got a mention. You know, I'm not gonna say them. Future appearance by Randall Zavos. Shine my monocle to listen to that one. Yeah, no, you guys couldn't see it because I'm not on camera, but I actually assumed the form of Mr. Peanut. Beautiful. Oh, did you? Oh, nice. Well, yeah. I was shining my yeah. monocle. Did you know that when you get your PhD, you actually get a monocle with it? That's pretty sweet. Yeah. I hear it. I hear it. I think it was like Switzerland or something. They get like, or maybe it was Finland. They get swords. A, they get swords. In Sweden. You get swords. Sweden. That's where. All right, I was completely off. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Oh, damn it. <laughs> Thank you for having me. This is fun. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. Thank, thank you for coming back, and um, <clears throat> you know we will we will be sure to to invite you on again because this was amazing. This is fun. Uh, this was good with, time. Yeah, yeah. With that, everyone, stay safe, stay hydrated. Um. You know, I know seasons are changing probably in all the hemispheres. Uh. So you know, be be appropriately temperate dress however you need to be to be comfortable don't drink any and... water and do dangerous things <laughs> I... it's also opposite day <laughs> <laughs> um take care of yourself uh take, take care of your mental health and uh be safe we want to see you here next time so with that everyone bye bye Doodles. Bye. That's off, Guardians. That's it for this week's discussion. Have any questions or comments about this episode? You can reach out to us on Twitter, at SpinFoilTheory, or write us an email at SpinFoilTheory at gmail.com. If you'd like to read our show notes, check out articles, listen to past episodes, and more, be sure to pay us a visit over at our website, SpinFoilTheory.com. The Lord Network.